How are New York Islander fans reacting to the team's disappointing collapse against the Rangers at the Stadium Series? We've got that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, well, then send us an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on X at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with you, game time or any time. So much was going on uh, yesterday, and there really wasn't a lot of time uh, to fit into a 30-minute show, you know, that took place right after the uh, disappointing loss and, you know, outdoors to the Rangers on Sunday afternoon slash early evening. But I wanted to get to some of your reactions because there's been a lot of reactions and I've been getting a lot of emails. I'm only going to read parts of these emails because, let's face it, uh, I got a lot of them and... uh, you know, I only have a limited amount of time, but I want to give everybody an idea uh, of how fans are reacting to what happened. And, you know, you can also check out our poll on our YouTube page, which we did start. And the poll question was, what should New York Islanders GM Lou Lamorello do at the NHL trade deadline? And there are five choices 
including one that says it's still too early to tell. So feel free to vote. We've had uh, more than 200 votes so far. Uh, our first email came from Jeff in Alabama. Uh, hello, Gil. Hope you and your family are well. I'm sending you this email literally at the end of the game. In front of 79,600 people and the world, this game is a perfect example of the Islanders' season. Giving up the lead, letting the Rangers back into the game by taking costly penalties. The PK can't stop anyone. I hate to say it, but it was like the same old record playing. I knew what was going to happen, and guess what? It did come. It did a comeback and a loss in overtime. It uh, it's very tiring, and I can imagine for the team to play against two teams each game for the majority of the season. You would think. Playing against only one team on your schedule would be hard enough. But no, we have to play against ourselves. And the majority of the time this season, the mountain has just been too hard to overcome. No one wants to win more games than the players. Not coaches, not fans. The players do. How much longer will the old record play? I think Wah is good for the Islanders. I definitely think he brings energy and potentially positivity to the game. I believe we will now find out about accountability. It's now or never for the Islanders this season. I know the team has belief. Hopefully this will be the final wake-up call for the season that they need. I still believe. Thanks, Gil, for all you do. Looking forward to hearing your feedback. Well, Jeff, thank you, first of all, for the email. Good to see that there are fans out there who are still holding out some hope because... You know, it's discouraging to see this team stumble all the time and and repeat the same mistakes. The next one is from Mike. Mike writes, I hope Lou makes a big trade before the deadline or gets replaced. When I say big, I mean Anders Lee, Scott Mayfield, maybe Brock Nelson if they can get a younger 30-plus goal scorer. Strip the C from Lee, that's the captaincy, and give it to Horvat. Maybe to sweeten the deal, include Varley, assuming they can get a halfway decent goalie in the exchange. I haven't, nor do I still expect Wah to turn things around immediately. But even though they have been playing better under Wah, they still can't hold a lead. I want to see a shocking trade to shake things up. That's Mike from North Carolina. Mike, you know, I, I think they need to bring in some new talent. I think they need to make a trade to shake things up. But the question becomes whether or not the man making the decisions is going to share that belief. So far, the answer has been no. Got an email from Eric. Very short, very sweet, but I think it does speak for a percentage of this fan base. I've watched the last Islanders game this year. And boy, you know, that's got to sting. That is the exact message that ownership does not want to hear. And we'll see, you know, what happens. But Eric, thank you for the email. And yeah, not good. Not good, obviously. Uh, Ryan sends an email. Gil, first off, love the show and look forward to listening to it as soon as I see an episode drop. After the Stadium Series game with the Rangers, I think the dagger is finally set in for me when it comes to this roster 
and its play over the past 136 games, which is last year and this year up to this point. It comes to the realization that this team is not structured to make it to the postseason or have a strong postseason run. What I would love to hear you comment on is if the Islanders flip this roster in a timely enough manner to be able to utilize Barzal, Horvat, and Sorokin's prime years along with the tail end of Polak and Pelek's prime years by trading away players. There's eight games left until the trade deadline, and I got to thinking about how the Islanders could accomplish this task. And he lists six deals. First, trading away Brock Nelson. This one would hurt, but his production speaks for itself, and the return would be the largest out of any other player the Islanders could realistically deal, seeing that he has another year left on his deal at a $6 million cap hit. Second, Mike Riley. Third, Kyle Palmieri. Fourth, Matt Martin and or Cal Clutterbuck. Fifth, J.G. Pajot. Excellent at face-offs, high motor. His contract isn't the greatest for his overall production, and that's why he's on my list. This move would be more of a salary dump than something that could bring in assets. And then sixth, Oliver Wallstrom. One thing a lot of these players have in common, Ryan writes, is that Lou had brought them in or retained them previously. He has loyalty to players. If they don't want to get traded, he'll hold on to them, it seems, At this point, though, hopefully he realizes he needs to do more than a small revamp in the offseason with a small amount of cap space. Thanks for taking the time to read my email. Have a great day. Ryan, thank you for the email. Here's the issue. You know, Oliver Wallstrom, Mike Riley, Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck, not going to free up a lot of cap space. Not saying you can't deal them and get whatever you can for them, especially, you know, Martin and Clutterbuck are on expiring deals. I think you can get a little something for them. I don't think Lou would re-sign them. Uh, But even if he does, he could re-sign them over the summer. But uh, I think he'd make a lot of fans angry. Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, you look at where they're at right now. uh, And the big problem realistically is J.G. Pajot, modified no-trade clause. Brock Nelson, modified no-trade clause, 16 teams that, you know, he won't go to. Now, that doesn't make it impossible to trade these players, but it does make it more complicated. And I think, you know, we have to, again, see what the situation is going to be. Paul from Nisconset, and this is our last email of the day. Uh, Gil, once again, right on the money on your last Locked On podcast every day, or that's yesterday's show, the Monday show. I do know the winds of change are inevitable for the Islanders. In fact, I turned off the game with five minutes left and the second dumb penalty taken by Mayfield because I wanted to avoid the gut punch that I knew was coming. A few weeks ago, I was posting on the Isles Lighthouse website, I think for only the third time in many years, about what Most Islander fans and you have been pleading for a change in coaching and GM. Well, as soon as I finished that post, word came in that Patrick Waugh was hired, a step in the right direction and a positive move for the franchise. I firmly believe that the second part of that positivity 
must be completed with the dismantling of the present roster, adding as many younger prospects and draft picks as the market will allow. Of course, with the exception of all the players we know should be safe and the foundation moving forward, let's hope management and fan base realize it will not be easy to stomach some of the growing pains that come with the retooling, but it will be worth it and perhaps a relief understanding that you have to experience disappointment before appreciating joy. Paul, from this concert, thank you for that email, and I think in a lot of ways you are spot on, that yes, you do need to experience uh, frustration and, and, and disappointment before you can get to joy, and that is probably what the Islanders need to do right now. So that's a taste of what you Islander fans, our listeners, are thinking and Dealing with after that disappointing collapse against the Rangers, let's, uh, you know, let's hope that better things are on the way. We've got more to get to. We have some good news. The Islanders going to host an all-star game for the first time in 40-plus years. Plus, we'll preview tonight's game against the Penguins. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a big physical defenseman who was with the team in the mid to late 2000s. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, Live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and a lot more. And hey, you could use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel. Check out the latest odds and prop bets for tonight's game in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, during... The stadium series game, I believe it was during the first intermission, if I recall correctly, it was announced that the New York Islanders will host the 2026 NHL All-Star Weekend at UBS Arena. And I got to say, this is great news. It is long overdue to tell you how long ago it was that the Islanders last hosted an NHL All-Star game. It was the Campbell Conference against the Wales Conference back in 1983 when the game was played at the Nassau Coliseum. The Campbell Conference got the win. Wayne Gretzky was the MVP of the game. And uh, boy, it... it, uh, Let's just say it's been a long time. Now, the Islanders uh, were on the losing team in that one, representing the Wales, but the Islanders players in that game, Dennis Potvan and, of course, Brian Trottier, 
and Mike Bossy and defenseman Dave Longevin also on that roster. So a pretty nice group to say the least. And the Islanders, of course, going to host again now. It's been It'll be 43 years in between hosting. And remember, fans, there is no all-star game next year. The NHL is going to have some kind of an international tournament instead of an all-star game. So the very next all-star game will be at the UBS Arena, at least, you know, the traditional all-star game and it was great to see Dennis Potvin and Brian Trottier make that announcement and talk about you know how exciting that's going to be you know next year they have what they're calling the four nations face-off Canada Finland Sweden and the United States uh it's going to be a tournament it's going to be a week long so we'll see how that goes but the main idea according to Greg Wyshynski who is pretty plugged into the league, is that the the All-Star game in 2026, which the New York Islanders will host, it's going to be a launch party for the 2026 Winter Olympics, which are in Italy. And so international emphasis is expected. We don't know exactly when the game is going to be yet, but we know that the NHL will send some of their best players to the Olympics and that the Olympic break will be February 6th to 22nd that year. So, you know, you got a while to go, uh, but we don't know exactly how the All-Star game will connect with the Olympics, but look for some kind of international angle to it. Let's face this. One of the disappointing things about the Islanders' collapse and loss to the Rangers on Sunday was that the Islanders do not get a lot of big national headlines. They don't get too many event games. This is only the second outdoor game, for example, that the Islanders have ever played in. I believe the Rangers have played in six, okay? The Islanders haven't hosted an all-star game since the first term of the Reagan administration in 1983. Granted, Nassau Coliseum in the 90s and early 2000s was not conducive to hosting an all-star game in Brooklyn, you know, UBS Arena for hockey. Certainly, I mean, not UBS, uh, but Brooklyn, uh, Barclays Center, certainly for hockey, was not conducive to an all-star game being played there. But, you know, you got to make this event shine for Long Island. And I am looking forward to seeing what the Islanders do. And this delay, you know, the fact that there is no all-star game in 2025, what this does is it allows the hotel and the shopping areas and all the things that were going to be built around UBS Arena to be finished in time for this event to actually take place. 
So, it's good news. It's a showcase. The best players in hockey will be coming to Long Island in 2026. It is something to look forward to, something to savor, and it it was just a very, very exciting announcement. So, yeah, amidst the disappointment that we all felt about this game, some good news that the New York Islanders will be hosting a really big event and that UBS Arena and the New York Islanders and Long Island will be on the big national stage, not next year, but the year after in 2026. It'll coordinate with the Olympics, which adds even a little more juice to it. And I think it just makes for a very exciting time for Islander fans. So happy with this news. Really looking forward to the event. And uh, obviously, there will be more information coming. Check the Islanders' official website, and we will keep you up to date here uh, about any news that comes down the pike. Although, again, it will probably take a little while for that information to become available. We have got a lot more to get to today. You know, the Islanders still have a lot of games left to play tonight. Islanders. Penguins getting underway 7 o'clock Eastern time in Pittsburgh. You can catch every moment of this game on the SiriusXM app. You just go to SXM, uh, the SXM app on SiriusXM. Just do a search for Islanders. You can hear the Islanders' hometown radio broadcast. So, we've got that, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee, so Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite feature, Game Time allows you to get the view from your seat before you buy when you go on the app. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Time has deals on tickets not only right up to the start of the event, but even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. For $20 off, download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, Islanders, Penguins, tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Again, you could hear every minute of this game on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app and do a search for Islanders. But this is a big game. Let's not kid ourselves. Islanders, three points Ahead of the Penguins right now, Penguins have two games in hand. Win this game in regulation, and the Penguins become a lot less of a nuisance. Lose this game in regulation, the Penguins are one point back with two games in hand, and the Islanders continue to struggle. Pittsburgh, you know, very few people expected things to be this way. 
If I were to tell you before the season that a team with Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson would be 27th in the league in goals scored and 30th in the league on the power play, I don't think too many people would have believed me, but that's where they're at, and they are third in the league in goals against Tristan Jarry and uh, Alex Nedeljkovic playing solidly in goal, and the team is playing better defense. Uh, if I would have told you Tristan Jarry had six shutouts and we're just a little past the midway point of February, again, I don't know how many people would have taken that bet. Sidney Crosby, you know, the Penguins are struggling. He still has 31 goals in 52 games and leads the team with 55 points. Jake Gunsel has 22 goals. That's second on the team. Uh, little detail here, though, right now. Uh, Gunsel on IR, as is Noel Acciari. Matthew Nieto and Jensen Harkins is now listed as day-to-day. Uh, the line combinations for the Penguins, Crosby, Richard R- Raquel, and Brian Rust are now the top line. Evgeny Malkin, Riley Smith, and Drew O'Connor are the second trio, followed by, from left to right, Jesse Pugliavari, Lars Eller, and Matthew Phillips. The fourth line, Jeff Carter, is the pivot, Jensen Harkins and Colin White on either side of him. On the blue line, Marcus Pedersen and Chris Letang, the top pair. Ryan Graves and Eric Carlson, the second pair. John Ludwig and Chad uh, Ruidel are the third pair. And then, of course, the goalies, as I mentioned, Jarry and Nedeljkovic. Now, the Penguins are struggling. They've lost four of their last five, including a 2-1 to loss to the LA Kings over the weekend. Again, you see the defense playing well. Tristan Jarry started that game. So maybe we see Nedeljkovic against the Islanders. Statistically, Nedeljkovic, a 9.19 save percentage, a little better than the 9.14 for Jarry. A 2.54 goals against average Jarry, 2.50. So they're right in the same ballpark, and I think that speaks volumes about the consistent defense that the team is playing. The Islanders' penalty kill has a chance to get a little better against the 30th-ranked power play of the Penguins. The Islanders' power play, though, faces a top-10 PK. They are ranked 8th, and the Penguins don't take a lot of penalty minutes. So the Islanders may not get too many chances with the extra attacker, uh, but Let's Even with the 30th-ranked power play, the Islanders have got to stay out of the box, and they've got to play a full 60-minute game. That is, you know, the inconsistency, not just game-to-game, but period-to-period or shift-to-shift. That's got to get cleared up, and the Islanders have to be more disciplined. Don't take the dumb penalties. Be better at getting the puck out of your zone, and look, how many times... Have Islander fans seen Sidney Crosby hurt this team? Let's shut him down and 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 find a way to get uh, you know him quiet. Now these two teams have already met twice. Hasn't gone well for the Islanders. The Islanders losing uh, after the holiday break seven to nothing at home against Pittsburgh, and then 
losing on New Year's Eve a week later, actually just like four days later, 3-1 to one in Pittsburgh. Two meetings left. We have uh, tonight's game in Pittsburgh and then April 17th in what could mean everything, uh, you know, or nothing, depending on where the Islanders and Penguins are at. That one back at UBS Arena. So should be an interesting game, to say the least. And hopefully the Islanders can bounce back and be equal to the task. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, today is the 49th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brendan Witt. The Humboldt's Saskatchewan native, 6'2", 223. First round pick of the Washington Capitals back in 1993, 11th overall. Made his NHL debut with Washington in 95-96. Briefly played for Nashville for part of one season and then joined the Islanders in 06-07. Stayed with the team through the 2009-2010 season. Witt, let's face it, his job was to be tough in his own zone, clear opposing uh, forwards away from the goalie, and to be physical. He played in 890 NHL games, 25 goals, 121 points, and 1,424 penalty minutes, including 131 with the Isles in 81 games in 06-07. He played in 41 playoff games, five of those with the Islanders, and his only career playoff assist came with the Isles. He had four goals to go along with those. His best game as an Islander, well, one of them, January 22nd, 2008, down in Carolina, Wade Dublowitz, the goalie for the Islanders, Cam Ward, the netminder for Carolina, and the Hurricanes and Islanders go at it, and Brendan Witt, our Islanders' birthday of the day, scores a goal in the third period, to put the Isles up 5-3, to three. Blake Como getting the only assist in this one. Uh, Witt in the game, a plus two. He had two shots on goal, and he had uh, a hooking minor in this game as well. Islanders go on the road and beat the Carolina Hurricanes 6-3, to three, in part due to the strong play of Brendan Witt. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll have our key takeaways and our hero and go to the game from tonight's contest in Pittsburgh against the Penguins, plus our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.